Keisha. I'm Yeri. This is What's Up from Mar, and I'm so excited for today's episode because I'll be talking with Smith, who is our new director of counseling. Am I correct? Yes. Great. You can introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, everyone. My name is Keisha Smith, and I am the new director of counseling at Bryn Mawr College. Um, been here for about for the semester, so three months. No, that's awesome. So I did read on the website about your um little intro or biography, I should say. Um, it said that you are into obviously mental wellness. Yeah. And reality TV show. So let's talk about that a little bit before we get into the juicy questions. Is there yeah. any show that you're currently watching or anything that you recommend? Um, I highly recommend 90 Day Fiance, all of them, all the spinoffs, all the things. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, Love After Lockup is also a good one. Any housewife show, all reality TV is really just great for, for relaxing and decompressing. No, that's wonderful. I recently watched um, Perfect Match. Mm. It was sad. I didn't finish it. But, you know, I will say Love is Blind, 90 Day Fiance, Love Him All. It's super fun. Yeah, yeah. And and something that I realized about watching reality TV shows is that I, like, I become my own therapist. If that, If you know what I mean. I mean, I have no, like, I don't know anything about it. But I would watch it and I would be like, I think he might need a therapy. Yeah. <laughs> or I'd be like, hey, I think she's responding from family trauma. Like, I'm I'm just throwing terms here and there. Helps me think, too. So I love, I love watching reality TV shows. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, but let's get into the first question. So before we talk about um, mental wellness and therapy and counseling services at Bryn Mawr, I mean, this isn't really an informative type of podcast. So we're just going to talk comfortably. What do you think is therapy? Like what makes therapy therapy? Because people become people have become much more familiar with the concepts related to mental health, wellness, um, well-being, and therapeutic stuff, we sometimes get confused. Like, what is therapy? Mm -hmm. Um, Therapy is when you find a licensed professional, whether that's a licensed clinical social worker like myself, a licensed psychologist, a licensed professional counselor, um, a licensed marriage and family therapist. We all do the same thing. We have different techniques and theories about how we get there. Um, finding someone who's licensed and meeting with them and you know being open. And that's a part of building that therapeutic relationship, which is in large part on the therapist, but it's on you as the, the patient, the client, the individual receiving the service as well. Building that therapeutic alliance, um, allowing yourself mm-hmm. to drop the mask, drop whatever performance you've been doing, and be open and honest. And once you're doing that, the therapist's job is we're not fixers. We don't change you overnight. I don't think that's a big misconception. Yeah. I'm going to ask you so many questions that you might get sick of them because I want you to start thinking about things in a different way. Okay, well, what's this rooted in? I'm going to ask you what was your childhood like? As a licensed clinical social worker, I'm trying to build the entire picture of what has brought you to who you are today. And that's environment, that's school family, home, work, so many things and how they interact. So building that therapeutic alliance and 
be honest. And I know where to get there because it's like, well, you're a stranger. Why am I talking to you and telling you everything? But that goes back to that relationship and just trusting the person to have those conversations. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree because I have um, gotten therapy myself before and I think I went through maybe around five different therapists to really find Mm -hmm. the right one. And it was a whole journey for me. And it's really not on me or on them, but it was this journey of finding the right one where I feel comfortable enough to share because I'm sure everybody has been through a therapy um, session where we want to say something with all honesty, but it's like two thoughts behind my mind. One is like, should I just lie? <laughs> and another is like, I'm just going to keep it to myself. Okay. Yeah, because it happens. Um, But yeah, no, that's such a good point. Um, So are you saying that me talking to my friends is not a therapy? It's not. It's an excellent, <laughs> excellent support and it's an excellent coping skill. But um, sometimes our friends aren't honest with us all the time. Our friends aren't going to push us to think about things in a different way. And usually we'll go to the friend who will give us the response we're looking for, which may not be the best or helpful in the situation because it just gives us the answer that we're searching for. So definitely talk to them, have a support system, have a good cry together, help each other feel better, but also go talk to your therapist. It's like have your therapist and all the other things as well. Yeah, that's um, that's really good to know because I hear it all the time. I mean, there's retail therapy. I don't know if you are familiar with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's retail therapy and, you know, the whole music is my therapy. And I have this funny story because I actually was talking to my um, guy friends and I was like talking about how I had a great experience um, going through a therapy and that really helped me a lot. And I was like, hey, if you're really having a difficult time, how about you go seek a therapist? Not as an insult or anything. I think there's a whole like, I don't know, some kind of stigma against it still to this day, as much as we talk about it. A lot of people think that going to a therapy is for people who are struggling or um, you have mental illness and then they put some kind of image over mental illness. There's a whole thing, right? I mean, you can sure talk about it, but I was going to say how he, his response to me was that um, he, he, him working out, going for a run, that's a therapy. Mm-hmm. And so for people who think that, what what do you say to them? That those are wonderful coping strategies um, that they've learned to use to help deal with whatever they may be going through. Now, some people do have something against therapy, which I understand it does have a stigma attached to it. But if you need someone to talk to, you need that additional person who can talk to you from a non-judgmental place. We're not friends, we're not family. So I'm not, there's that extra layer of shame to try to remove. Um, And just being comfortable having that conversation to be open and honest. But working out, those are things I encourage people to do after we've talked and come up with an additional game plan. So, okay, you're talking about your emotions and feelings now or whatever may be going on. Okay, now you need to do something for yourself. You need to get these endorphins going some other way. So listen to your music, go work out, go hang out with your friends. In addition to, and eventually because everyone's therapeutic journey is different. Some people it could take three months, some people it takes years. It doesn't matter. 
But eventually, you'll be able to use these coping strategies on your own, possibly journaling as well. And you might just turn into, okay, well, I just need a tune-up for my therapist. So I might go down to from once a week to once a month when that's ready. And that's the decision that the therapist and the client should make together. I see. So you don't make that decision solely and the therapist doesn't force you to follow up with like certain things that they have to follow. No, no. I'm meeting you where you are. The journey is yours. Mm-hmm. If you tell me, Keisha, I don't want to do that. I'm going to say, okay, I think you should. But you said, no, what are you willing to do? It's not my journey. It's it's yours. So we should be meeting where you're at. So if you do have a therapist who's wagging their finger and telling you what you should and shouldn't do, and that's not a good fit. That's not how this journey is supposed to work. It's it's yours. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Then I guess on a more concrete level, how can what are some helpful tips on finding the right therapist for oneself? Um, maybe is there a guideline? Very simple, you know. Oh, like check marks that we gotta check off. What do you recommend? The same way we're asking questions to you, you ask questions to us. Uh, what did you study? How long have you been practicing? What population do you specialize in? Are there any treatment modalities that you use? And even just try to have a regular conversation. Now, every therapist isn't going to be comfortable asking every question because we're not trying, we're building a therapeutic relationship, not a friendship, but asking someone where they're from or do they understand this about your culture? Those are questions you definitely want to ask. So it doesn't turn into so much of you doing so much teaching. Now, there will be some differences and a therapist may have to ask you, okay, well, tell me more about that and what does that mean? But not teaching about your culture, who you are, what you're... So ask those questions. And if the vibe is off, the vibe is off. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to stick with the first person who's there. Some people just aren't a good fit. You meet some people and say, all right, you're nice, but no. So you have every right to consider it like an interview. Go have consultations. Most therapists will provide consultations. Mm-hmm. Um, go to them, ask the questions. And if you don't feel like it's a good fit, go to the next one. Oh, wow. So you don't have this kind of commitment even like after five sessions, 10 sessions, no commitment. No. no. If someone does something that you don't like, it doesn't make you feel like this is the right therapeutic relationship for you. You could let them know. And then decide, okay, this isn't for me. And if that's too much, you don't have to let them know. It's okay. Um, you don't have to force it because then that starts to make therapy feel like a chore or you don't want to really go. Oh, I would just stop going. Mm-mm. I see. Yeah, that also um have it has me thinking about different types of therapy because I think right now we're talking about the therapy that I'm most familiar with, which is one-on-one counseling ultimately with an expertise um mm-hmm. someone with the expertise in therapy with license or um yeah all of that so more of an individual one-on-one setting are there any other types of therapy I think at Brimar there's a group session sometimes I'm not so familiar but yeah. could you explain different types of therapy and maybe some things that are available at Brimar yes so there's individual therapy, and then we do offer groups here. I love groups. Um, I know people hesitate <clears throat> from attending them sometimes, but it's a beautiful experience that happens from, I haven't experienced everything that, let's say, our relationships and boundaries groups have gone through, but to have a group learn from each other and share their experiences and watching that, sometimes you just get to sit back as a therapist and watch the work go. Because some people have been in therapy for a long time, some have never started, but the sharing of the stories 
from a narrative perspective and narrative therapy and theory is one of the theories that I use, but just getting people comfortable with sharing their stories, it's beautiful watching it happen. A lot of us start to feel like, well, I'm the only one going through this and group therapy is one of the best ways to show like, oh no, I'm not the only one going through this. And this is a way that someone has learned to deal with it on top of what I'm learning in individual treatment. I can combine both of those together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I haven't really had an official group therapy personally, but I can only imagine, you know, just a good, good old cry session or just just kind of realizing in back of my mind, like, oh, wait, like, I, I have that same issue. She has it too. And, and that's a really good reassurance. Because when we're struggling, we think that this is a very like serious problem for only us. We mm-hmm. often think like, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that, right? Um, I mean, I've I've had my fair share of struggles, so <laughs> that's kind of the thought process that I had. But another thing, though, um, kind of it kind of brings us to people who aren't really directly struggling, um. I was talking to a friend who told me that she feels a certain way, but she doesn't know what she is feeling, but she thinks that her sort of condition and state of mind are not like bad enough to go seek a therapist. Mm-hmm. Do you have any words to that? Yes. Um, there are levels to everything, right? And you don't have to be at your wit's end before you decide to see a therapist. You can come see someone if you have questions about how to set goals, or I'm really struggling with focusing, or I'm having these feelings, but I'm not sure what they are. We can talk through that. We can ask you questions, try to get you to look at things from a different perspective and see what may be going on. And it's a journey together, but getting to a point where maybe an aha moment, or you may be like, oh, that's what was bothering me. And I handled it this way. Because sometimes we don't even realize how we handle situations and it continues to bother us. It's like, oh, I did that. I have these skills. Thank you. And then you might come once a week or you might come bi-weekly or monthly. It depends on the needs. But no matter the need, talk to someone if you feel like you need to. I feel like if it's a question, then it's not a bad thing to try at least once. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's really good to know because... Um, if, if it seems not that bad or, you know, I can cope through music, through workout, through my retail therapy, then why would I seek a therapist? Um, but there is, it, it, there is a clear difference, like you said, between coping mechanism and maybe some, I'm, I mean, I really don't know much like in depth, but I'm thinking like avoidance. I feel like, I don't know if that's the right word to use it, but I think I had this, thing where I was like okay I I know there's something going on but if I can avoid it why would I face it type thing right yeah but maybe that's another therapy session for me <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely something to dive deep into but it's something I'm seeing a lot of college students struggle with avoiding pushing things down and because I have to keep my head up I have to keep moving I have to get to class I gotta go to work I have to do all these things almost trying to aim for this perfectionism and that there's no such thing. So being okay with saying, you know what, I need a break today, or you know what, I'm struggling, which a lot of us are learning how to do to say, I am struggling, I need some help versus being strong and pushing through. 
That's such a, a narrative. We just need to give it up. You don't have to be strong and push through. You can be strong and say, I need some help. That's also strength. Yeah, no, that's that's beautiful. I mean, realizing that it kind of allows one to really liberate themselves. I think I when I was really going through it, I was definitely um I felt so stuck because I couldn't ask for help and I was like I know I can do this and if I can't do it that means I'm weak and a lot of like pressures that we put on ourselves and the society puts on us too um but through therapy I mean there's a reason why we use the word therapeutic to so many things right it just it's so relieving but a real worry though as a college student myself and many others could have is what what if I tell you something that is definitely something I wouldn't tell everyone, right? That's that's the whole therapy. Like I worry, like, is this gonna affect me some way? Are my parents gonna know? Um, or am I gonna get into any trouble? All of that. Um, what are some rules and guidelines, I guess, about that? Mm-hmm. So just about everything you tell a therapist is confidential. We won't tell anybody, your parents, your dean, it's none of their business. Um, unless you are threatening to harm yourself, someone else, or a child or elderly person is in danger. Those are the only things that we need to report. And those are safety concerns at that point. It's not like we want to tell your business, spread everything around. We got to make sure you're safe. That's our first job. So if you're struggling with that, let us know and we'll get you to the hospital and get you some additional support that you need. Um, But everything else, we're like professional seekers in a way besides those few things. So if you threaten to harm yourself or someone else or a child or elderly person is in danger. Other than that, everything stays with us. Yeah, no, that's really good to know in terms of assurance that, oh, I, you know, I, I think that's something that's often mistaken. Like because of that one sort of exception, which is really for the safety measures, but because there is a possibility, we often think, oh, if I tell her that um, I did this or that this happened in my life, um, is she going to talk about it? You know, that that kind of leads people to often lie or not really give enough information. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really good to know. Um, I wonder, though, how how often is it that in your um, career, um, doing therapy as an expert how often do you have these sorts of like intense um situations where you have to you know seek mm-hmm. other help mm-hmm. um, it really depends so some weeks some months nothing some weeks some months almost daily that oh, some wow. people are having you know hard times difficult times and it's okay this is what I'm trained for. This is what I went to school for. This is going to get you the help that you need, um, whether you want it or not. And sometimes we don't want it and we're fighting it. But that's why we ask the questions we ask. We're constantly paraphrasing, reframing, making sure we're hearing what we're hearing, and then clarifying so we can make a good treatment plan together. Now, sometimes it's going to be out of your control. That's what you want. Because again, we have to make sure you're safe. But it really depends. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's... So there isn't really like, oh, doesn't happen often or happens a lot. It, it just really depends. I see. Yeah. Now, um, this might be a little, I was wondering if I should ask you this or not, but I was wondering from a college person perspective, yeah. 
we we think that therapy is a little expensive and i think it varies in price as well so what what's the difference between therapy you pay or not something that's like like insured or not like all of that right we have so many options online therapy versus in person therapy so well, what are the differences and like how do we make that decision I would say if you have insurance, start with your insurance. Um, Brimmer College students, you all get 10 free sessions here. Um, so you could also start here. And even after that 10 session, we would review on a case-by-case basis and see what we can do. Um, insurance is tricky. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they cover all of it. Sometimes they cover nothing. And it may be cheaper or better to just pay a therapist out-of-pocket rate. And when I say out of pocket, that's the amount that you would end up paying. Um, Some therapists charge $100 up to $200,000, $250,000. I get emails weekly from different therapists in the area who are saying they have openings. And I remind them, like, do you take United Health? Because that's the college health insurance. And if they don't, I need you to have a sliding fee scale because I am concerned about how much things cost for the students. Um, So it's a lot of searching using different websites and platforms to find. But the first thing I say scroll to is the feeds. No need in looking at and reading someone's profile and saying, oh, this is the person I want to work with. And you get to the feeds and it's $300. No need. Go get the feeds first and see what is available. Um, Your insurance company, whoever you have, has a number on the back of their card or website that will list all the people in their network. So you can either call and get this information or go to the website. And sometimes it's thousands of providers. And if it is, you know, you can narrow down the search some more um, depending on what exactly you're looking for and just take it from there. And again, browse their sites, but it can either be fully covered or you may have to pay a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, no, that's really good to know. So I, I guess looking at fees, um, really searching for options, and once again, I, I knew it already, but for those of you um, listeners who weren't familiar, we get 10 free sessions at Bryn Mawr and um, the staff are great. Um, and I was also wondering if we could possibly get a therapist that's not on campus um, and still work with Bryn Mawr Counseling Services. Yes. So if you have off-campus therapy or we're referring you off-campus, um, you can still have check-ins with us. Now, it wouldn't necessarily be weekly, depending on the needs, but that could also change depending on the needs. Um, mm-hmm. But we would love to check in with you bi-weekly or once a month to see how it's going. Are there things that you may be sharing with us that you're not sharing with your other therapist and figuring out what may be going on there and what other bridge we can be to additional resources. But we definitely have um, the referrals to send you out, whether it be for ADHD testing or for psychiatry or for therapy. Yeah, no, that's so informative. Thank you so much. Um, And that was a very expansive, uh, so helpful. Um, You really answered all my questions. But I also have more of a personal question um, because I'm already feeling so comfortable talking to you. I'm sure you just have this talent. Um, But how did you um, decide to become a therapist? And you're, you're now the director of uh, counseling services so like what was your motivation and like yeah how did you become a therapist and are you happy to be a therapist I'm very happy um mm-hmm. although there are some days where I'm like oh gosh 
but there's nothing else that I can imagine myself doing. Um, my social work journey really started with my mom. I watched my mom take care of mm-hmm. like friends of mine in middle school. I watched her buy groceries for friends and families who didn't have it. Um, when we necessarily didn't have it so much either, but I didn't learn that later, until <laughs> later in life. Um, so I took that, came to Temple, came to Philly, found my niche some more. And then I remember being a college student feeling like I'm supposed to have everything figured out. I'm first generation. I'm the only child. I have to be perfect so I can take care of my entire family. So I know those those pressures that are put on us. And I know what that felt like. So as I got older, and once I worked through that, through my own therapy, which is amazing. Everyone should get the therapy. <laughs> but um, through that, I was like, I want to work with college students because I'm calling it a quarter-life crisis. Because some of you, you know, 20-something, about yeah. to graduate, oh gosh, that pressure of what next? What am I supposed to do? I should know. Some people know, some people don't. And it's okay to not know. And that's the beauty of your 20s and the beauty of life. You can change what you started off wanting to do and be okay with doing something else. But just relieving of that pressure. And I just knew that was like, so falling into this position and now being director of counseling and trying to collaborate with everyone on campus from Res Life to the HAs to different student groups to figuring out how can we support the campus the best way the campus needs to be supported and whatever the needs are. So that, I am enjoying it. I love what I do. Um, I've been there. So <laughs> I understand oh, a lot. Like, you were hitting the points. I was like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> you get it. You really get it. Um, I mean, when I reached out to you to um do this podcast together, you were like, happy to hear it. Let's meet. I mean, there was really no... um negotiation persuasion needed I can tell you're so passionate about this um yeah thank you so much once again for um taking your time out during the day for um podcast yeah thank you for having me yeah and, thank uh, come you. on over to the counseling center if you have any questions call on over and let's get an appointment thank you thank you so much have a wonderful day you too